0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a big night for the top flight's top two Rangers Are looking to maintain a four point lead And an unbeaten start for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst When they host St Johnston Celtic's injury problems aren't going anywhere But they go to Dingwall in good league form And Hibs see off Dundee last night And now look forward to a League Cup final With David Gray in the dugout I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight We've got Marvin Bartley And Hugh Keevans You wouldn't put A bottle of milk out On a night like this But you would put out Two teams who have Serious work to do Ange Postacoglu says He thrives on adversity Which is just as well Because He's at the Premiership's Most far-flung outpost Short on personnel But with a crucial League game to play Against Ross County Before a crucial Cup final to play on Sunday And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Has a record of no defeats Since becoming Rangers manager To protect When St Johnston Visit Ibrox Top versus bottom Second top Versus second bottom But the big news Gordon Is that Marvin Still hasn't forgiven me For writing off Livingston Against Celtic Was he inspiring That night Is that what it was Was that the, the final <laughs> straw That gave you the, the kick up the backside You needed Yeah he was inspiring We actually you know We recorded the show And, and we played in the dressing room Just before we uh, stepped out So it's all thanks to Hugh That we got the point But I said to him again today Can can he kind of Big up Ross County And write us off in that game And hopefully get a, a result On Saturday Yeah I was going to say Half the league In midweek action This week yeah. Your Livingston side Are not Marvin It's just an incredible period Isn't it The games just come Thick and fast People always say It can't Win you the league But it can certainly Put a different complexion on things Yeah it's very difficult um, You know we had that Same situation last week Where we played midweek And Dundee United didn't You know we knew Going into Saturday's game That they were going to be A lot fresher than we were They were going to try And start fast etc um, But when you come out Of those games and, and you win them You actually feel okay The fatigue doesn't Nearly feel as bad um, But no Ross County Have got a really difficult Fixture today And we'll hope to take Advantage of that on Saturday Because you know We now have tired legs They won't have a lot Of possession today We don't expect them to So Again on Saturday we've got to uh, you know, go in and, and start fast 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need So pick up the phone, speak to Marvin Bartley and Hugh Keevans And let them know what is on your mind Celtic fans, pick your team for tonight You're going to have to find some solutions Perhaps some square pegs in round holes What does that look like? Who would you pick? Who would you send out there in Dingwall? Can you get the job done? League form recently would certainly Suggest so Any Rangers fans on your way to Ibrooks? It would be nice to hear from you There was a time when St Johnston coming to Ibrooks, A time not so long ago When that would be seen as a, a proper banana skin A potentially tough night at the office Is that still the case? Given that they're bottom of the table Or are you feeling much more confident about things? And of course we'll get to Hibs situation I'm sure later on And anything else you think we've missed 0141-951-1025 Pick up the phone right now And let the guys know what is on your mind I just feel like you. I don't just say it for dramatic effect I just feel like every match day is big I feel like everyone's important Yeah. Tonight in particular We've got that old fashioned Glasgow thing Where if you're at Ibrox You're checking the score To see what's going on yep. in Dingwall And vice versa Well if you examine what's going on With uh, the clubs involved tonight Celtic do not want The psychological disadvantage Of dropping anything in Dingwall Finding that Rangers have extended their lead over them At the top of the Premiership And taking all of that in with them to Sunday's Cup Final against Hibs 
St Johnson are going to Ibrooks now when they went there and they knocked Rangers out of the cup last season it was symptomatic of a club who could do no wrong they won two cups they entered the history books at McDermott Park but tonight they go there bottom of the league good players having been sold at the start of the season good players who dominated last season now struggling like Wotherspoon with injury Everything is going wrong for Callum Davidson. Everything is going right for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. There are so many subplots tonight. But the bottom line is Celtic can't afford to lose ground and Rangers can't afford to slip up and let Celtic make up ground. You can certainly spin tonight, Marvin, as being a, a relatively straightforward night if you were to look at the league table. How do you think the, the importance of this evening? How, what do you think about it? No, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I expect you know Rangers and, and Celtic both to win those games. Um, I think it's probably more difficult for Celtic and Ange. You know, what team does he put out? You know, you've heard him speak about the, the kind of fatigue he has in the squad. Um, you know, they train at an extremely high tempo, and he's lost quite a few players due to muscular injuries. Um, you know, over the last three or four weeks, they've got a huge cup final coming on Sunday. Um, and as Hugh said, you know, they don't want to slip up in the league. But I think if you said to Ange, you can only win one of the next two possible games. For me, it would be Sunday's game. You know, just to get that silverware, to get his first bit of silverware as a Celtic manager is absolutely massive. But the flip side of that is I know they don't want to lose ground in what's going on. And I hope they don't lose ground because they're playing Ross County, who we're kind of <laughs> down there with. But I think it's a bigger bigger night for Celtic than it, than it is Rangers, if I'm honest. Is that the, the journey, If again, if we dip into the cliches, a, a midweek Wednesday trip to Dingwall when you've got injuries? Is that is that sort of the last thing you need? Definitely. You know, you don't want those players doing kind of those long trips. Um, you know, and then playing the game. You know, the weather up there, by all accounts, isn't great at this moment in time. It's not actually great anywhere in Scotland at this moment in time. But you know, they've got to travel back down again, a- another long journey. Then they're going to be in, obviously, for a cool down kind of tomorrow, and then looking forward to the cup final. When you've got players who are fatiguing, when you've got players who are struggling with muscular injuries, you, you don't want to be making you know that sort of long trip. The Come other on. hazard, Marvin, of course, is that you know Celtic have got enough injury problems to be going on with. You, you go into the match subconsciously thinking could there be another one come on then 0141-951-1025 pick up the phone let the guys know what is on your mind Celtic fans pick your team for tonight what's your solution to the injury problems Rangers fans are you going to Ibrox let's hear from you is this still a potential difficult night for you do you still see St Johnston like that because of what they did last season or does their league position at the foot of the table tell you otherwise pick up the phone right now and let us know let's go to Ibrooks and get a flavour of the build up with Andrew McLean yeah we've well, touched on it there two sides at complete opposite ends of the Premiership here tonight Rangers going well under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst it was another good away win at the weekend that's one at Tynecastle and one at Easter Road since he came in but they've now got a pretty favourable looking run of home fixtures coming up St Johnston tonight then Dundee United and St Mirren so you'd think Van Bronckhorst will feel they're capable of picking up nine points before they head to Petaudry and Celtic Park either side of New Year St Johnston bottom of the table they've lost their last four it's a disappointing run but they're not getting completely bowled over in every game they've only lost those matches by one goal each but they need an injection of of something from somewhere and you wonder whether Jacob Butterfield could be the man to help turn things around the former £4 million man he played for Derby 
Huddersfield as well. He signed at the start of this week and he could be thrown straight in tonight, especially with Murray Davidson, Cammy McPherson and David Wallerspoon all ruled out of this one. Rangers have the same squad to pick from that was available on Sunday, but Kamar Roof and Ryan Jack, they've had injury setbacks in their returns. They may not be back now until after the winter break. I'll get you full team news in a bit. Look forward to it. Dingwall is the venue for Celtic tonight. Dave Galloway is looking ahead to that one. Evening Gordon, well all thoughts of Sunday's League Cup final clash with Hibs have been pushed aside as Celtic fully focus on snapping at Rangers heels in the title race. Ange Postacoglu's injury woes are of course well documented as he makes best use of the players at his disposal with his team tonight targeting their ninth win in ten games in all competitions. Spirits are high in the county camp after they moved off the foot of the Premiership with their weekend victory over Dundee. Malky Mackay men four games unbeaten with their only loss in the last six matches being away to Rangers a tough contest in prospect here 01419511025 is the number John in Mary Hill is on are you off to Ibrooks tonight John? Getting picked up guys so thanks for taking my call you sound like Hugh Keevans there John that's a man who's been picked up many times in his life Oh, Hello? I, thought, I thought he was going to chip in and, and defend himself there No, he no, just, no, I have no defence to offer I wish several other offences <laughs> to be taken into consideration What are you expecting when you get there, John? Um, I'm expecting a Rangers win Hopefully a comfortable win um, But my two points really is um, Try and get them across quickly um, Sakala um, Come at a really good time for Rangers Starting to feel his feet, in my opinion um, Very direct his pace is frightening. And on the back of that, uh, Vanny Van Bronckhurst's his style of play is what I can see making Ryan Kent the player he was when he first came to Rangers because he's more direct. Looks like he's got a wee bit of spark about him. Um, because I think you'd maybe agree he'd been off the boil there for some months. Um, so, um I think really, to be honest with you, we're, we're, we're kind of in a good position the way we're playing and we're really direct. So I was just wondering what your uh, panel thought of that. You've, you've done a good thing, John. You've had Marvin Bartley nodding away. He doesn't agree with much, but I think you've you've convinced him. Yeah, no, I have to agree, uh, agree sorry, with the with the Ryan Kent stuff. Um, I think he's now more of a left winger. I think he used to roam a lot more under Steven Gerrard, try and pick the ball up. Definitely when we've looked at Rangers and we're trying to you know, stop Ryan Kent, which was a very difficult thing to do, he would pop up absolutely everywhere. Um, most of the time not on the left wing he would start out there and he would come inside I think now with Joe you see him he's getting forward a lot more down the left hand side he's being a lot more direct when he does get the ball and he is defending a, a little bit more for me as well but I think he's a better player when he stays out there you know I think you know it allows Rangers to, to stretch the game you've got Sakala on the other side so they're, they're high and they're wide and as a back four you really stretch playing against him because Ryan Kent isn't coming inside he is staying a lot wider you get the ball to him and he's in a lot more 1v1 situations now I mean, Hugh, John mentions Sakala's pace and maybe settling oh. in, which we always say that we're going to give people time to settle in and then we never really do it. Uh-huh. Um, and we've got them written off after a week. Um, did we see particularly at Tynecastle at the weekend a few moments where his pace is really you know, telling for Rangers in, in an attacking sense? He's terrific. I mean, he plays the game with a smile on his face. He's a good player. Uh, people keep using the word raw in association with him, but who cares? You know, raw becomes rare eventually. Uh, and I just think that Van Bronckhurst has been a breath of fresh air for Sakala, Ryan Kent, Morelos, who looks as if he's getting trimmer 
and sharper by the game. Uh, so at the moment, there's not a negative word that can be said about Giovanni van Bronckhurst or the way Rangers play and the fact that they are so far undefeated under Giovanni van Bronckhurst tells its own story. Would you like to see Fashion Sakala get a run of starts, John, or is this just all part of football at the top level in December where you, know, where you pick and choose and, and try and use the squad wisely? No, absolutely not. I would love to see him playing every game. It'd be my opinion the way he's playing. I'd have him the, the team sheet every week because he's given us something different. He's direct, his pace is frightening and it's not often I agree with you, but Hugh's just spot on what he says. He's a breath of fresh air. He looks happy. He's playing a smile on his face. And that's just not just Sakala. There's quite a lot of them seem to be up in their game and being more direct. So I think it's really good and it's positive. And hopefully we can go on tonight. Another good win under our belt and progress and get into next year. And hopefully Celtic can maybe hit a wee bit of a bad spell and we can go further uh, points get into next year. That would be great. On fashion Sakala, Marvin, is enough time passed for me to bring up the goal against Livy and the <laughs> leap and, 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 and get your thoughts on him recently? Yeah, no, listen, again, it's, it's brilliant to see a player play at the level that he is and, and I say play with a smile on his face. And whenever he scores or assists, the whole team are across towards him. You know, everyone's giving him hugs and it is a breath of fresh air. In terms of bringing up that goal, I'm still not happy with Max, our goalkeeper. He went behind him. I'm not talking about the leap, I'm talking about our mistake. But no, it's fantastic to see. And, and as John said there, you know, the players are playing with a smile on their face. But one thing for me that I've heard a lot of Rangers fans talk about how great, you know, it's been since Giovanni came in. And obviously they've, they've not lost a game. He's, he's won every single game. They're still the same points ahead as when Gerard left. But you know, when Gerard left, you know, I think a lot of people were being harsh on the Rangers squad. Oh, we're not playing well. We're not doing this well. The points difference is the same. So they're still winning games. And it just shows you, doesn't it? When your team's playing well and winning games, people are saying, oh, no, it's absolutely fantastic. It's, it's easy street. But they, they were grinding the results out before. You know, they were still four points clear. And, you know, I think it's going to go neck and neck with Rangers and Celtic to the end of the season. Thank you very much, John. Nice to speak to you. Enjoy the game. Is your lift there yet? Uh... Just look out the window no, Keep us the updated beat my, we The horns beat my as speak How good is that? How good is that timing? I don't even know if he's lying But I take John at his word He seems like an honest man 01419511025 uh, Jeffrey is on the line Jeffrey, I was asking Rangers fans Does this still feel like a potentially Tough night because of what St Johnson did last season? Or are they simply the team that's bottom of the league And therefore it should be straightforward? Right, well, I've got a number of points but I, I was going to sort of mention that. The trouble with St. Johnston is they play well at home, but they struggle away. They always put 11 men behind the behind the, the, the ball. Um, Rangers this season, um, at the start of the season, were struggling because Stephen Gerrard, I hate bringing his name back up again, kept playing with the same formation. Now, this formation that Van Bronckhurst has got give to the players a wee bit more freedom, right? Um, and I think um, the um, understanding Brian Bronkers more than Stephen Gerrard. Right, that's point one. Point two, um, I'm a wee bit sort of worried about the the rest of the season, you know, with all the, the COVID going about. Does the panel think that there could be another shutdown of football grounds uh, towards the end of the season? And if so, how's that going to affect the the, the clubs? 
Uh, Hugh, I, I think, you know, certainly at this stage, for you or Marvin to stand here tonight and say, yeah, I think we're in danger of a shutdown. I don't, yeah. I'm not really sure the, the kind of value in that. But what we can say is in the biggest and richest and best looked after league in the world, they've called off a game tonight at two hours' notice. Yeah. Um, so that might tell you a little bit about how things are at the moment. I think Jeffrey and others have to realise that if the game were to be halted, then it would be in the interest of public health. Uh, football would then become uh, an irrelevance. However, as you rightly say, um, the government will give football every chance to continue. Uh, bear in mind that there, there appears to be no government money available this time to aid businesses that are able uh, that are unable to continue and football would come into that category because if you close down football and there's no money available to compensate football's in a strange old state however I'll happily leave that to the politicians and I'll happily leave that to uh, the fact that we don't know how the Omicron crisis will develop with regard to the other point that Jeffrey makes about Stephen Gerrard I don't know why people keep bringing his name up you know Stephen Gerrard did what he was asked to do by Rangers and that was to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row. If thereafter the team didn't look quite the same, then my suspicion has always been that Steven Gerrard began to think about his own future. When the chance came, he jumped at it and went to Aston Villa. Now, I can understand Jeffrey and other Rangers supporters being upset if they had been left in the lurch, but within a matter of days, they had a manager and I will... Reiterate my own expression They've got a manager Who was an upgrade On Steven Gerrard As far as I'm concerned To be fair I think most are acknowledging that But it's, it's natural You're going to compare One regime to the other and, and see the differences We're a little bit pushed for time Marvin So I wanted to get your thoughts On on Jeffrey's thoughts On the game if you like St Johnson are I don't know Are they still that team That can go to Ibrooks And make life difficult For Rangers Or, or, or was that has some of that magic dust worn off from last season? No, they, they definitely can. If you look at St. Johnson, the goals they're conceding, they're still very, very low, the amount they do let in. It's just the problem at the other end. So in terms of going to, you know, Ibrox and making it difficult and sitting behind the ball, that they're still well drilled, they're still capable of doing that. It's just I don't think they carry the same threat at the other end of the, mm. of the, uh, of the pitch, rather. Um, but they can definitely make it difficult for Rangers today, 100%. Jeffrey, thank you. 01419511025. It's time for some travel Update Celtic fans want you to pick your team for tonight There are issues obviously um, But Ange Postacoglu still sounding pretty confident about things What would you do? How would you solve those problems? Great time to pick up the phone You could be on next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 We should have team news fairly soon from Ibrooks and Dingwall So stay tuned for that I guess until that time Robbie Who's on the line as a Celtic fan uh, You can pick your team You can put your suggestions forward Because there are a few absentees What are you thinking? Um, it's going to be really, really uh, First of all good evening uh, Gordon and the panel uh, uh, I think it's going to be really really difficult To pick a team tonight um, even you know right across the back in the midfield and up front obviously the, the front three is going to be the main one that's going to be the most difficult to pick um, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of things that he can do by bringing in you know he can on the right hand side he can play Ralston and he can play um, Juranovic ahead of Ralston on the wing which he'd done in the second half against Motherwell 
And I think Juranovic on the wing is actually not too bad because he's actually got quite a lot of pace and he's quite direct and he's not scared to take a man on. Even though he's a fullback, he's got that. He's not got no bad uh, ball into the box as well. But I think he should. The thing that really, really gets me is uh, I know that uh, we won on Sunday with Turnbull playing through the middle, but he's not really got the pace, even even long pace or, or, or short pace over a couple of yards and I think you really really need that to get on the end of things when things are coming across the, the edge of the box and um, you know a few balls to get on to the end of things as much as David Turnbull's got a good shot on him I just don't think he's suited to that role and I think he could maybe bring on Owen Moffat to play in there or a badder through the middle I think they're just a wee bit more quicker as, as I say Turnbull can get a goal but look at all the chances I had on. Um, I was at the game on uh, against Motherwell, and uh, they had a lot of chances. But apart from that, that that one goal, they never really they never really put them away. I know, and, and Rogic was looking to support uh, Turnbull as much as they could. It, it was him and McGregor playing alongside each other, but he was the one looking to push forward. I just think that I think he should maybe just go differently because I just I'm just not too sure about Turnbull through the middle. I think you need somebody a wee bit more. You know, it doesn't pay playing the shoulder yeah. of the last defender, and I think you're looking for somebody who maybe will. You know, yeah. I, I, well, let's put that to the guys, Marvin. What do you think of how? I mean, what what can Celtic do? It's obviously not an ideal situation, and you you have to find solutions. What have you made of it so far, and and what you think might happen going forward? Yeah, it's very difficult for them, like say with the injuries and, and everything else. I think maybe Rogic will be pushed up one higher, and a badder might come onto the other side with with Turnbull staying in the middle. Um, you know, I don't know how flexible Ange is with changing formation, but it might be easy to go to a three-five-two. Uh, you know, like the caller saying, to have a bad through, through the middle to add that that kind of pace and let Turnbull play off him, and then you can have kind of the three boys in midfield and uh, the wing backs, and then uh, three centre halves. You know, you still got Shaw who can who can come in, um, who did well the other day. You got Henderson also who did really really well. Beaton can drop back into a back three, so there is possibilities there. I just think it's very very difficult to maybe try and play in the same way that they do when everybody's fit because they just don't have you know mm. as you said a natural number nine. I mean, Hugh. It may well be the case that Celtic get through tonight and get through uh-huh. the next one and the next one. Kyogo might even play in the cup final, so we we, we don't know. You, you can't you can't predict. And if they do come through all this with a, a good points total, then it will be great credit to them. Yeah, whatever he does tonight, it will look unnatural because Celtic are in an unnatural situation. There is no focal point. They have no out and out striker on the park. Uh, Robbie didn't fancy Turnbull, but. He might not have the pace, but he had the pass. And the pass from the free kick that was uh, landed straight onto the foot of Tom Rogic was terrific. Rogic's finish was first class. But then Rogic showed that he's not a natural finisher because he had better chances later on in the game and he didn't take them. So Ange Postacoglu is in a very difficult position. I, I don't, With the best will in the world, I don't see the young players, Moffat or Henderson, starting the game. Because it is an important match Celtic do have to go to Hamden Not carrying the burden of having dropped something in midweek Which allowed Rangers to go further in front of them in the league It's just the the position that Ange is in I wouldn't be surprised if he picked the very same team That started against Motherwell In the end they got there It wasn't great to look at at times It was all about labour, bit of a struggle But they got there Producer Callum, now I was off on Sunday. I don't take many Sundays off, as, mm-hmm. as you you well know, but I had other places to be, and um, 
I've just heard If this is true This is one of my favourite Super scoreboard stories Of the season I don't even know If you know this Oh So Owen Moffat's mum Called in on Sunday Oh Are you aware of this? No I wasn't Now she didn't get She she didn't make it on air Or anything But she called in Because apparently You were saying his name wrong Oh And she wanted to pull you What what were you calling him? Well To the very best of my recollection I called him Owen Moffat Producer Callum's shaking his head he, he seems to think you were calling him something else I don't know We're going to have to dig out the tape Because I like this There's got to be some mileage in this Mrs Moffat Give us a call back I wasn't the one that insulted your son's hairstyle Incidentally Mrs Moffat well, Listen don't get us in any more trouble will you Mrs Moffat give us a call back I want to I want to get to the bottom of this Why does the exciting things happen So here's uh, to you Mrs Moffat um, Robbie are you still oh, There we are She claimed that you were calling him Adam Moffat no, did you maybe a wee slip of the tongue? Andrew oh, McLean's now I, I may have to put both hands up to that one. I may have called him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just uh, one of those. Well, we all have a little aberrations, you know don't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. No, that's 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 perfectly acceptable. That's what I was just. I was just saying that to Martin in the studio <laughs> earlier on. But Adam Montgomery, that's what you've done. You've got them mixed up, which well, is fine. That yeah, of course. Sorry you know, again, Mrs. Moffat. Yeah, we are truly. I, I do apologise. And if he plays tonight. Who will make sure He gets it right Robbie do you still fancy And I know you're guessing I appreciate that Do you think Kyogo will make a, An appearance on Sunday? On the cards The reason being is that Before Bayer Leverkusen When uh, Kyogo and McGregor Were out for a while I can mind you watching Ange Postacoglu's Pre-match press conference And he quite adamantly Put it that Kyogo and McGregor wouldn't they be starting? He says they might get some game time. I think that was a, a, a push what he says. They might get some game time, but I can say that they'll definitely not be starting. And then to bring the two of them, I think he likes to spring a surprise and tell the media and the fans, of course, that, you know, he's struggling, he's touching golf, he's going to make it, then he ends up. I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Koyogo starts in the cup final. Um, I think Jota's a really, really big miss. When it's Jota and Kyogo, I think Celtic in the last third are just a different animal. And I think you and Marvin would agree with that. When it's they two in the last third, they really make things happen for Celtic. So if the two of them are missing, I think that's... Uh, I mean, I know. hate to be the boring one, Marvin, but the, I like Robbie's theories about maybe mind games and saying this to the media and that to the media. Chances are probably no one knows if Kyogo makes it yet and the next few days become crucial, don't they? Yes, it's really going to be touch and go. I think he'll be given right up till the team sheets go in on Sunday um, to, to you know, kind of prove that he can play. Because Robbie's saying there, he, him and Jota are so, so important. We know Jota's going to be out for the final. Um, you know, I know Celtic fans will be hoping that Kyogo is fit. I, I think he's going to play. I really, really do. When it comes to that, that 190 minutes you know, to win that trophy, I think you put your body on the line. I but really, here's really the do. thing, Marv. Yep. Supposing he plays and he does damage to himself then they will say why did you play him when you've got the Rangers game coming up I know but I just think Hugh it's worth it for the win I really really do you deal with the Rangers game when it comes um, you know I think winning trophies when new managers come into football clubs and they're talking about philosophies and talking about the way they want to play etc etc you back it up with a trophy and I think if Celtic can do that it again takes those players to another level and a newfound belief in what Andy's trying to do so I'd put him on the line Well it's going to be interesting we'll watch that uh, closely towards the tail end of the week thank you to Robbie we do have Celtic teams let's try and get the names uh, right we don't want to upset anyone Dave Galloway who plays for Celtic tonight 
Well, three changes I can tell you, Gordon. In come Ralston, Scales and Montgomery. Out drop Rogic, Taylor and Forrest. So it's Hearts in goals. At the back, uh, Juranovic, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt and Scales. Uh, midfield, Ralston, Beton and McGregor. Then up top, Abada, Turnbull and Montgomery. The substitutes, Bain, Taylor, Rogic, Shaw, Henderson, Welsh and Moffat. Uh, interesting, Marvin. I don't know what jumps out at you there. Take your pick. Tom Rogic on the bench, for instance. That yeah. would be one. That is that rotation, as they call it. Yeah, definitely rotation. Um, again, he was another one that Ange said. Oh, you know, I wish I could rest him a little bit more. Um, I think Rogic has been has been fantastic since since Ange coming in. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Adam Montgomery coming in. Um, obviously, looks like he's going to play higher up. I prefer him higher up. You know, I know he played a few games um, in at left back earlier on in the season. I think he's a fantastic young player and it would be good to see him playing wide and it looks like Turnbull's got the, the nod again to be number nine, which he mm. doesn't like. Yeah, going to be interesting. Um, I mean, the way that the Celtic have got it listed, sometimes this matters, sometimes it doesn't. You know, Abada's the last name on there. I think Turnbull was the, the last name on on Sunday. I don't, I don't know, does that, does that change mind anything? Games. Be, oh, Martin McCoy's looking at it and thinking, oh, who's up front? No, um, I think it would be Turnbull. Think so? Yeah, I think yeah, it Because be. otherwise... Where's he going? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. I think it all has to be Hold on, Juranovic one side, Montgomery the other, Abada through the middle. Turnbull, Turnbull, McGregor, Beaton behind that. Yeah, could do. Mm. Could throw that in. Whatever happens, he has to be fluid. You know, as I say, anything he does is unnatural because the team has an unnatural yeah. look. It does not have a Kyogo. Uh, well, if a Yeti was a good player... Uh, he would be a focal point. Oh, honestly, you need to you, you need to let that go. You and your vendetta <laughs> against Albion Yeti is unfair. I think it's perfectly accurate. Hopeless he is. Uh, Mrs. Moffat boy, Mrs. Moffat's boy is on the bench. By the way, well, that's yeah, good because so... if he scores, he'll be on his own. Oh dear me, I've <laughs> plunged to new depths tonight. I must admit, right, David in Port Glasgow is a Celtic fan. I've got great sympathy for you, David, because you were on to tell us who you think should play, and your point is now completely out of date. You wanted Moffat playing through the middle. You wanted Juranovic out wide and Abada through the middle. Uh, you you might have the last couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that you think you've got close to your wish list? Uh, it's not, not far off, Gordon. I think, um, obviously, I've said Moffat should have been played on the left and I would have put a badder up front. Um, Juranovic, I would have played further forward, kind of right mid. So it's not too dissimilar to what I was actually going to suggest. Um, you obviously know your stuff, David. That's that's the bottom line. You, you agree with it, or the manager agrees with you. Is, is that is that about as close is that, you know, as what Celtic have got? Do you accept you just need to rest Rogic or rest people sometimes? That's why he's not playing. I'd love to have seen Rogic on regardless and then if he was struggling take him off um, because he's a big player I think the last few games he's showed um, he's basically single-handedly winning games at times his goals you've seen the past few weeks so no, I would have had Rogic on and then if he was struggling I would have brought Beat on um, but no, nah, I'm glad Greg Taylor's been dropped I know it's a bit harsh to say being a Celtic fan but I just don't rate it boy and uh, I'm, I'm a welcome change for me I don't even think he's good enough To play for Alton Foyle Or even deal with Bonnie Gordon <laughs> Dear me How harsh Well are you I mean, talking about me? And he, well, he's, 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 he's referencing the level of football that, that I and And obviously David Play at David and I must have Crossed paths but at some point But that, um, that's utterly that, disrespectful Though to a, a, I, I suspect, a professional I, I, I suspect the last bit Was probably a little bit of a joke For, for my own benefit For some David's. reason Greg Taylor is a whipping boy For some Celtic supporters And David's obviously one of them 
Um, you know, Scotland international. Celtic thought highly enough of him to pay £2 million to get him there. I think he does an honest job. But for some reason, he is the whipping boy. I, that That is fine, Marvin. I, like I said, I'm, David's last point there is a joke. Cause that's yeah. the team I play for and, and I'm assuming David... David plays for you know so that I'm not sure he's actually alleging that uh, at Greg Taylor, but um, yeah, there always does seem to be a bit of a split in Celtic fans. Of course there, are, and that happens with, with a lot of players. Um, but as you said there, Greg Taylor seems to get a, a real hard time. You know, a, a person when fit and, and playing was always in Steve Clark's Scotland squads. Um, you know, he never really let Celtic down. He's he's an honest professional. He does a job for them. You know, maybe he's not. It's very very difficult. You know, when you come in after Kieran Tierney. Um, you know, and the way he used to play and how fantastic he was as a player and still is, you know, you see him down in England doing exactly the same stuff. It's always going to be a difficult ask. But, you know, I, I, I do think Taylor gets a hard time. Um, I, I don't think it's needed. Um, you know, I think you've got to back your players and, you know, he might not be someone who you fancy or you prefer at left back. But when he puts that shirt on, I'm sure, you know, the Celtic fans do support him fully. But I just don't think you know, comments like that are needed when, you know, a boy's trying his, his utmost and, as I said, doing well. I suppose, though, David, if we, if we put a positive spin on it, is a chance for Liam Scales, who until recently hadn't had a lot of game time, come and scored that goal at Tannadice. Are you excited to see what he can offer? Yeah, definitely. I think he's looked a good player for a small time that I've seen him, obviously. And then, obviously, Angie's looking at the boy um, coming over for Japan again. So it's a yeah. position that, obviously, he sees a weakness in as well. And otherwise, he wouldn't be looking at bringing that boy in in January. So, no, I, I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to skills to see what he can do tonight. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. Thank you, David. We will bring you Rangers team news next. <laughs> 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Hugh Kevens are here It's 0141-951-1025 Stuart Mack is on He says, hold on How is Hugh Kevens trying to say It's unfair that Taylor is the whipping boy When he lashes a Yeti at every single opportunity Please call him out on this uh, <laughs> A Yeti costs more money uh. Pretty weak defence But I'll, I'll get you a couple of minutes To think of something else Because We've got Rangers team news With Andrew McLean Yeah we do And it's typical isn't it You were all talking about Fashion Sakala At the start of the show It's just one change for Rangers And it's Fashion Sakala That drops <laughs> to the bench Yanis Hadji Comes in for him tonight So it'll be Alan McGregor Who starts in goal The back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Calvin Bassey And Borna Barisic Glenn Kamara and Scott Arfield The two holding midfielders With Yanis Hadji Joe Aribo And Ryan Kent In behind Alfredo Morelos Substitutes for Rangers tonight, McLaughlin, Simpson, Patterson, Lundstrom, Bakuna, Wright and Sakala. No St Johnston team as of yet. Well, do you know what? We've got Alex on the line who's calling all the way from New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, and Alex, it's not just us. We were talking about Sakala. I know that you, when you spoke to producer Callum, had mentioned that you were pleased with him. Uh, he doesn't start tonight, though. No, uh, I think he can come on and give us a burst of energy, though. You know, but as long as they don't leave it too too late. You know, what I mean, I, I always find bringing players on in the seventieth minute is just there's not enough time to get a player into the game and actually make an impact. Yeah, I like to see players go on, give them a good half hour. You know, but we're up against a tough mob tonight. You know, because they they come in and uh, they sit low and they block and they try and hit you on the on the break. You know what I mean? And Rangers pushing forward and create space mm-hmm. at the back. So hopefully we can get an early goal, you know, and uh, then they'll have to yeah. come out and that'll create space at the back for us. Well, you, I think you've identified it bang on, Alex, because Marvin, you and I were looking during the break and St Johnson have the third best defensive record in the league now. 
I don't know for sure I can't imagine there are many leagues That the team that's bottom Has got the third best defensive record So it tells you Exactly where their problems lie But it's not It's not at the back Yeah it's not at the back And, and that's what we're saying You know to go to, to Ibrox tonight and, and frustrate Rangers They're more than capable of doing so It's at the other end You know nine goals in I think it's 18 games You know it sums it up for them You know that's why they are Bottom of the league And I kind of get the, the change By the way with Sakala and Hadji mm-hmm. I think you know As, as we're referring to there If a team are going to sit back And there's going to be no space in behind there's probably not any point in having someone who's got pace to go. There's yeah. no room for him to go. Hadji's a lot better at coming and creating stuff on the ball, coming off the kind of the St. Johnson defence and trying to play those kind of through balls or getting shots away. So it makes sense to me. Yeah, This I, is uh, one of my pet heats and uh, you know Alex has indulged himself in it again. St. Johnson are bottom of the league. They were coming to Ibrox tonight because survival is now in their deepest subconscious. Uh, they haven't had... Uh, the best of luck recently They lost to a shocking decision On Saturday uh, Against Aberdeen They have lost players like Wotherspoon For the remainder of the season They had to sell players In order to Compensate for the financial losses Incurred by the pandemic They are a shadow of Last season's team So if they do come to Ibrox And they are defensively minded And they try to hit on the counter I think that's perfectly understandable I don't think Alex was Too offended by it though Alex were you? I don't think you were too critical I'm not offended by it I mean Rangers are the big club And they're the, they're the club that have to I mean they're at home They're the ones that have to come out And attack St Johnson It's for St Johnson to come there And you know If I was the manager I would do the same Let's keep it a clean sheet As long as we can And then try and hit them on the break While I'm on the phone though Can I just say hello to my Nephew Ross Proctor Who listens to you guys Every night He's absolutely besotted by his you guys do a great job. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you, Alex. I appreciate that. Hopefully Ross is listening and uh, is having a an enjoyable evening. Have a good Christmas, Ross, as well. When it comes around, I think we're in that period we have to start mentioning that sort <laughs> oh. of stuff, aren't you? Ten days out. Alex, I think you had some thoughts on the, the draw as well, didn't you? We've um, been dipping in and out of that this week. You're obviously, you watch Rangers from afar. Is Dortmund one that excites you? me, you know, that's the kind of teams we want back at Ibrox. I know there's going to be a tough team to beat, you know, I mean, we need a, we need to, to get a, have a clean sheet in Germany if we're going to have any chance of going through because Haaland's a beast and he's just he can create something from nothing, you know I mean, he's going to go in the summer to one of the big English clubs, but Dortmund are full of class, you know I mean, like really, really classy outfit, they move the ball fast, you know, they don't dwell on it, you know, so you've got to be, you've got to be switched on right from the start, both at Ibrox and at Dortmund you know, I, I think they're a fantastic team. I watch a lot of them in Canada. Here we get a lot of soccer. You know what I mean? For a, a low price, I get all the Premiership and all the German football and all the English football and all the Scottish football and all the European football. You where, know. where are you originally from, Alex? I'm from from Chapel in Glasgow. Hugh, a man from the drum calls it soccer. What are we going to do? Seriously? Well, he, he couldn't have lived in Kinfarns Drive because that's where the intelligentsia live. <laughs> uh, but it's nice to hear from uh, a, a fellow. Resident of Drumchapel uh, We've now gone on To pastures new But I think You've moved to Bears Den And he's moved to <laughs> New Brunswick, New Brunswick. Canada, Yeah different. It's a bit of a stretch However I do think That's a great draw for Rangers And I, and I know that People would say Oh I'd rather have an easier draw Well You know they're at That stage of the competition Where Every team in it Would hate to be called An easy touch So I think it's marvellous That Rangers get Borussia Dortmund There were vicious rumours Doing the rounds on the show a couple of nights ago I don't know if you're aware It might have been last night actually uh-huh. That you have been to Dortmund To take in a game But you thought the game Was going to be off So you went and indulged In some German hospitality Then found out That the game was actually on By which time 
you were in no fit condition no, to, to do no, the job. No, no, no. My lawyers, my lawyers are listening, Marvin. My <laughs> lawyers are listening. That that story is a, a complete fantasy and fabrication, and I suspect the hand of Roger Hanna in all of this. Well, if you know who told the story, then <laughs> no, I only know because of social media, where the wilder elements there are now suggesting that I was scouting for Rangers at some stage of my career, <laughs> as what if as if anyone exactly Marvin, as <laughs> if anyone would take any notice of what I had to say. However, I do think it was then known as the Westfallen Stadium when I was there. It's now got a. a uh, an advertising name attached to it But it's a wonderful arena uh, In Haaland they have a, an exceptional player Whose numbers as they say today are astonishing And I think why not test yourself against that type of opposition That will it will be so far the ultimate test of what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst mm. has to offer Thank you very much Alex Lovely of you to take the time to call from so far away That was Alex in New Brunswick, Canada on 01419511025 Let's shine a light on the opposition, shall we? Because we've heard who Rangers have picked We've heard who Celtic have picked as well Let's get the St Johnston team from Andrew Yeah, four changes for St Johnston Glenn Middleton, of course, can't play Because he's on loan from Rangers Chris Kane as well drops out of the squad altogether Which is a big miss for St Johnston tonight Bryson and Booth also dropping out of the starting lineup. Jacob Butterfield comes in for his debut Devine O'Halloran and Vertainen also in the starting lineup. So it'll be Xander Clark in goal The back three, James Brown, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart Sean Rooney and Rhys Devine, the wing-backs With the three central midfielders Ali Crawford, Jacob Butterfield and Liam Craig Michael O'Halloran supporting Etu Vertainen up top. The substitutes Parish, Dendonker, Booth, Bryson, Solomon Ottobar, May, and Muller. Before I overdo it with the praise, Marvin, people who sign for St Johnson mid season are not at the, the peak of their powers. I accept that. But yeah. Jacob Butterfield's got a, a good CV. You, you played against him down south? Yeah, fantastic CV. Um, he came through at Barnsley, um, was, was a wonderful player, uh, You know, got around the pitch, was unbelievable on the ball I expect him to, to still have that you know the older you get and the injuries he has had has slowed him down in terms of getting around but on the ball he was a fantastic player uh, he was a hearty player as well you know he put his body on the line um, and it's a good signing for St Johnson you know if he's got any of those qualities left it's a good signing for them I know he's, he's been playing in Australia and he's, he's came across and you know Callum's obviously thought he was fit enough to start the game today mm. um, but I think he'll be a player that will improve them going forward um, and as I said you know I think he went for four million pounds you know you play for Norwich you play for Derby I think he's had about 13 clubs though. at the age of 31. I think he had eight permanent clubs and, and the rest have been loans. But again, he's a player that you know I think highly of and, and you know, hopefully he comes and adds something to Scottish football. Let's get the Ross County team from Dave Galloway. Yeah, Ross County uh, lineup: Maynard Brewer in goals. Uh, the outfield players, uh, Vokins, Baldwin, Payton, uh, Spittle, Callaghan, Watson, uh, Charles Cook. Clark, uh, Tilson and Hungbo, uh, the subs for County tonight. Laidlaw, Randall, Cancola, Samuel, uh, Burrows, Donaldson and White. Going to be two fascinating games tonight, that's for sure. I think it's time already. What a quick show it's been for us to do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit. Your chance to get on here, win yourself a signed ball, get one over on Marvin Bartley or Hugh Keevans. What an incentive for you. You do have to call before 7 o'clock. So it's 0141 951 1025. And the lines, like I say, do close at 7. So please be quick, and your chance to beat the pundit will be next. 
tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're building up to two big kickoffs with Hugh Evans and Marvin Bartley. 01419511025. Keep the calls coming in, Rangers fans, Celtic fans. You've just heard the team news. Is that what you would have done? Would you have done something different? How much confidence do those team lines give you? Ahead of tonight Pick up the phone And let us know Hibs fans It would be nice to hear from you It now looks like David Gray Will be in the dugout For the League Cup final So last night It was all about The impending arrival Of Sean Maloney But David Gray Is going to be in charge For the Cup final Satisfied with that or not Pick up the phone And let us know We'll get to you after this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Come on then, beat the pundit time. Marvin, how many times have you been subjected to this? Once or twice, and I've never won, so... <laughs> a 0% oh. record, yeah. Hugh Evans. No. Even yours is better than that. W- want me to big you up a bit, Marvin? <laughs> Maybe you can uh, get better at it? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's meet tonight's contestant. Uh, Dylan is on the line. How's it going, Dylan? I'm all good, how are you? Not bad, thanks. Not bad at all. Have you ever played before? Yeah, I've not enough, I think. Mm, okay, what made you play tonight? You, you fancy these two as uh, easy me? <laughs> sitting watching my son train uh, in the freezing cold truck, came to sit in the car. Oh, lovely. Where are you? Uh, up in Airdrie, place for a cold drum. Oh, very nice. It'd be nice to know that you're not paying any attention to the training and you're in <laughs> playing Beat the Pundit, but that's a good way to waste your time. Uh, I must say, let's see who you're up against tonight. If it's heads, uh, it will be Hugh, and if it's tails, it's Marvin Bartley. Marvin? You've got your wishes, heads. Oh, Hugh come Evans. on. Oh. Hugh, good luck. I'll big you up, Hugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he needs all the help he can get as well, by the way. I've noticed that league table is not looking uh, too pretty for him. So here is the deal, Dylan. We're going to give Hugh Evans something else to listen to, just so that he can't steal your answers. And I know you've never played, but you've heard it many times from home. 30 seconds. Answer as many questions right as you can The one thing that you must remember When you're actually on Dylan Is just pass quickly And move on if you don't know the answer Okay Okay Right let's go 30 seconds on the clock The time starts Now How many goals did Celtic score Against Ross County In the previous league match this season? Five Which Spaniard were number 10 For Rangers from 2005 to 2009? Natural Novo Which Dundee player scored an own goal last night? Pass How many Scottish teams Has David Weir played for? Two Name the only Scottish manager In the English top flight David Moyes Who scored the most recent goal For the Scotland men's team? Oh, uh, Shea Adams Who's Aberdeen's top scorer This season? Uh, Ramirez Okay Good effort by the way Good effort Let's bring uh, Hugh Keevans back And see what he is made of Tonight, Hugh Evans, can you hear us? I can Good stuff The same set of questions to you then 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now How many goals did Celtic score against Ross County In the previous league game this season? Three Which Spaniard wore number 10 for Rangers Between 2005 and 2009? Arteta Which Dundee player scored an own goal last night? Paul McMullen How many Scottish club teams has David Weir played for? Uh, three Name the only Scottish manager in the English top flight Davey Moyes Who scored the most recent goal For the Scotland men's team Um Again And who is Aberdeen's Top scorer this season Ramirez Okay Good game that by the way Dylan how do you think it went I think he's Knocked maybe two I think 
That was good, I enjoyed that How many goals did Celtic score against Ross County In the previous league match? It was three Hugh Keevans goes one in front However, Dylan equalises straight away It's funny, in the office beforehand Dylan, Hugh was telling me how he hates Squad number questions <laughs> And I can see why Arteta is, is Spanish Yes and he's played for Rangers But that was still Fairly horrific It was Nacho Novo Oh um, Not that close On a number of levels But Dylan got it So he equalises End to end stuff As they say Paul <laughs> McMullen With a fairly spectacular oh, wow. own goal We'll get to him in a second yeah. um, So Hugo's back in front 2-1 Davy Weir has played for Rangers Hearts And Falkirk I'm afraid Dylan So oh. Hugh Gets that one You both knew David Moyes um, Shea Adams Scored the most recent oh. Scotland goal For the men's team Dylan got that And you both knew Christian Ramirez So I think he has Pipped you Dylan It was a 1 2 3 4 for you And a 5 For Hugh Keevans Dylan A 5 4 Is it Marvin, Is it good? Check this out Marvin That's some going Hugh, That's him. some look, going Look at him Honestly <laughs> Have you ever seen a man In his 70s Point to the back Of his cardigan before I'll be buying that cardigan now What well you <laughs> Things I cannot imagine You wearing that You two must be the most different Set of pundits we've got Marvin Swans in here Coolidge One minute to six by the way You want to yeah, see the way yeah, this yeah. guy arrives He's got the hoodie on Doesn't care for much Just casual as you like Hugh's in here With the cardigan on At half past twelve in the afternoon <laughs> Preparing Dylan do you know what That was a good I thought that was a good effort You got four questions Some good answers You just somehow met a man in form tonight Hard lines Cheers guys Good man That Thanks, was Dylan Way back to watch the Suns football team training he's The wee boy's going to get back in the car And he's, he's not going to mention it Yeah he's right He's, he's going to drive home now Never going to tell there. anyone uh, 01419511025 Celtic fans, Rangers fans Come on We need a bit more reaction To those team lines No fashion Sakala for Rangers Marvin Bartley saying he feels that's a good call No space in behind You would imagine Against St Johnson Is that the right team Rangers fans How difficult are St Johnson? As an opponent now Was that last season Their bottom now or, or do you still look at That defensive record They've got And fear that they could Cause one or two difficulties And Celtic fans As usual At the moment It's all about trying to find Solutions To the injury problems Looks like And, and I'm basing this On the way the team Is written down It might be a badder um, Through the middle Rather than Turnbull This time Juranovic playing a bit Higher up Adam Montgomery plays What do you think Are those the right choices For you 0141951 1025 uh, Just quickly Since we We spoke about it And beat the pundit We had a game last night uh, Hibs winning by A goal to nil Against Dundee A Paul McMullen Own goal As good an own goal As we've seen In recent seasons Hugh Oh yeah Without doubt But yeah, I mean obviously He was trying his best To clear it But luck was not with him It was a, a Funny old night You know that Hibs got the The win At home uh, The fans are obviously Interested by the uh, speculation surrounding Sean Maloney But at the same time Chris Cadden and Kevin Nisbet Both down with injuries And at the moment Neither an absolute certainty to start the cup final Yeah and that's all great But before we get to the serious stuff How good was the own goal Marvin? We are not done with it yet <laughs> Yeah it was unbelievable Honestly but he worked so hard to get back You know Martin Bull's breaking He's running back through the middle it's clinical I, Yeah I genuinely don't think If that was an attacking play He could have headed it in there I don't think he could have I just I feel for him Because I've scored a few own goals in my time But it's fantastic Any as good as that? Nah What's the, the worst best. you've scored? Um, I've gone to clear my right foot Hit my left foot oh, Gone in the goal But it happens At a crucial time Or yeah. just one of them uh, that... it, was a, it was when I was younger to be fair It was a under 16 game oh, Semi-final semi Not the team out there, But 
Apart went, from that, you're yeah. over it. I went on to make it. None of them did. So you know. exactly. So you haven't that. you haven't made a boob as an adult? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> not not in terms of own goals. Just a few, <laughs> a few red cards, I yeah. think, uh, here and there. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's bring in Bobby, who's a Hibs fan from Guruk. What do you make of the news today, Bobby? That David Gray will be in the dugout for the League Cup final. I think it's sensible. Um, I think that it's essentially a, a pre hit. Um, it's it, it was going to be it was going to be tough, even if um, the manager had had been in the the, the dugout. Um, I think that I think one of the benefits of giving it to David Gray is he knows the players, he knows the what, what he thinks that the systems might be that work best, and a new manager coming in can then. If it is Sean Maloney, great, um, but it, it gives him a, a fresh start um, whenever he comes in afterwards. Um, I think the example I would I would I would say is that um, if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's first game for Rangers had been a three-one defeat to Hibs in a cup semi-final, I think it would have overshadowed whatever happened after that. As it was, line was drawn. He came in on the Monday, and Rangers were able to move on. What do you think, Hugh? I think if I mentioned the word fate in front of Ange Postacoglu, he would shoot me down in flames because he, I, I, I don't believe in fate, mate. Yeah, you think he would exactly. Be. I'm not a fatalist, mate. You got in trouble last time you tried I know, that I accent, remember? But anyway, how about this for the subplot for Sunday? Sir David Gray, a knighthood given to him by the Hibs fans, not the government or the Queen. Uh, because of that winning goal against Rangers in the Scottish Cup final, what do you? How do you top Sir David Gray if you take Hibbs to a cup final as a manager and win it? So that's the subplot, and that's the subplot that Ange Postecoglou will have no time for because he today told us all that he thinks of himself as a problem solver. Well, he's trying to solve problems in personnel tonight at Dingwall. And if Kyogo Furuhashi can't make it on Sunday, you'll have to solve a few problems in the cup final. I, I think I agree uh, with Bobby that it's best for all concerned that David Gray takes the team. After all, he's been a member of the team. He knows the team. Sean Maloney, with an incredible background with Roberto Martinez the last four years with Belgium. However, it would just be too much of a complication, I think, if he came in and tried to impose his will and his ideas on a team with perhaps 48 hours' notice. I think David Gray's the right thing. Is that the right call for you, Marvin? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, I think it's very difficult for, for new managers to come in before a cup final. Um, you know, obviously, he was playing yesterday. The players would have been off today. Um, I think, you know, you come in on Monday and you look forward to the Aberdeen game. Um, I think... Hibs fans would like it sewn up though I think they want to see that he has signed and he'll be at the cup final Sunday watching over it might give the players an extra level as well knowing the new managers in the stands and he'll be taken over Monday but in terms of Dave taking the cup final as, as Hugh said there what a story it would be if he could if he could pull, pull this off as, as a manager it'd be absolutely fantastic um, spoken to him a couple of times since since him taking the job on an interim basis and he's just enjoying it you know taking each day as it comes but there's no doubt about it when he leads that team out of the cup finals obviously the managers do um, it'd be absolutely mm. fantastic if they can win it I mean you know fine well what he did for the football club that day you were involved you are a, a Scottish Cup winner with Hibs and does it just as Hugh says it's not all about the the, the plot there for, for David Gray but I, I guess the fact that he knows the players and stuff is that is that the most relevant rather than a, a new 
manager going in Bobby referenced the, the Van Bronker situation now yeah. his work permit I think meant that it, he couldn't have gone in that, that yeah. day anyway but is it sometimes best to have a proper start to life as a new manager yeah definitely you know Dave captained the team as well you know so he was in there as a player but also as a captain and you know he's been first team coach uh, since the start of this season and he's now gone and um, as a manager on the, on the short term so I, I think definitely if Sean Maloney has signed his contract I think he would have definitely said listen Dave's been working with these boys for the for the last seven or so days um, you know leave him in charge let him have the cup final and as I said go into it Monday because it's a massive ask you know to go and beat Celtic it's going to be a big big game and a big ask from, from the players you know Sean Maloney can't really change much tactically um, so as I said is, you know, is there no part of it then just to throw the the opposite side of that argument at you is there no part of it where Sean Maloney if, it, if it's possible mm-hmm. Takes the team On the basis that Even if they lose against Celtic I don't think his Hibs managerial career Will be doomed will it And, and therefore it's a free If it's a free hit for David Gray Is it not a free hit for For Sean Maloney No it won't be doomed But you don't want to start with With a defeat When you've not been able to change anything mm. You know I know the Aberdeen game Does come quick and fast And it's around on Wednesday But I just think in a cup final it, it's, it's too big a game to be going into when you've not worked with the players and you're not really you know, too sure on everything and you've got somebody in place who is sure on all these things. So, no, it wouldn't be the end of his hips career um, you know, by any stretch, but I just think it's a, it's a clever thing for the club to do. Um, and as I said, you know, you've got David Gray in there, Scottish Cup winner who can lead them out. He, he almost becomes a distraction because he's Sean Maloney who twice played for Celtic and it almost becomes a distraction. First game, could he win the Cup in his first game as a manager? Other side of the coin, he doesn't know the players, he hasn't worked with the players mm. and at the end of the day, he is a rookie manager. He might have been with um, Roberto Martinez and uh, the Belgian team for four years but he hasn't managed a club side before. I'm sure it's an intriguing and will be a successful appointment but I think it becomes just too much of a distraction on Sunday if he's there in the dugout. Does the prospect of Sean Maloney excite you, Bobby? Yeah, you know, it, it does actually. Um, um, it's not a it's not a person that I thought would have been interested in the Hibs job, but um, you know, you look at his career. He played in the, the English Premiership. He played in America. Um, he's coached with Belgium, but he was also, I think, under twenty development coach at, at Celtic. So, I, one of the I think that there's a, there's a couple of things that I think that the new manager is going to have to work well with Ron Gordon, the owner and Ben Kensel, the CEO. And I think that Sean Maloney is a... He obviously has the football knowledge, but I think that he... I think that he would work well. Do you know, I think he would understand the dynamics of a more corporate organisation. Mm. Um, but I think also one of the, the failings of Hibs... And, and you know, Marvin's maybe got an opinion on this, but one of the failings of Hibs in the last three, four years under Jack Ross and Paul... Heckenbottom is that we produce very good academy players, but they just it doesn't it doesn't um, develop into first team players. Um, and I think Josh Campbell's probably a, a good example that he didn't suddenly become good enough to play for Hibs um, at half time with being three 0 down to Celtic. It's just he's never had the chance. And that, that I think that that's something that the manager and Steve Keane um, are going to that that's a key factor in developing more of our players and getting them into the first team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. And, you know, Josh Campbell, you've got Ryan Porteous as well, who have, have both came through. 
Um, one thing I would say in terms of protecting the club, the players have to be good enough in order to play in the first team. You know, I think we've seen kind of Fraser Murray go elsewhere. You've seen Ollie Shaw go elsewhere. And none of them, as of yet, have really pulled up trees. You know, so at this moment in time, it seems that the club have made the right calls on those players. Um, you know, two boys that, that I speak to now at least once a week and, you know, I think the world of. But in terms of their careers and how it's gone, I think Hibs have made the right call on both of them. You know, coming into that Hibs team, especially now when I think the budget's, you know, a lot bigger than it was when I was playing there. You know, you have to be good enough. And Josh Campbell's keeping Scott Allen out of the team. So that just tells you how well he's doing. And, you know, it, there is a pathway through uh, for young players. But as I said, they need to be performing at that level. Um, thank you to Bobby It's going to be an interesting period For Hibs fans like him I'm sure Let's hear from David Gray He says it's good to have the clarity uh, For him in the squad Finding out he will be in charge on Sunday He says he's just been taking it One day at a time I've not really had time to think about it To be honest um, It's great now that we know exactly what's happening um, And that's important for the players Just to make sure that I've got that clarity The attention now changes to the cup final I know as a coaching staff Our attention has been on um, foreseeable future that was being the plan moving forward which was just a game at a time a day at a time um, and we weren't looking towards any cup finals or anything that was the message but since this morning having spoken to Ben um, and whilst they conclude the process of finding another manager we'll be in charge of taking the team so for the cup final and it's something that um, we now attention changes to that uh, Yeah it must be a strange situation Marvin how do you think that what does that journey look like from captain to coach to manager I guess for a, a huge game yeah, I think Dave will take it in his stride, you know, as something, you know, coaching and managing something that he's wanted to do for a long time. It's not just fallen upon him, you know, he's, he's taken his badges, he's, he's in the process now of completing his A licence in January. Um, he's always been a student of the game, but, you know, never in his wildest dreams would he think, you know, he'd be Hibs manager, I think he's 33 years of age, in, in a cup final. Um, so there's definitely going to be some pressure on him. As he said there, you know, it's good to have the clarity to know that he will be taking the game, but he'll feel the pressure because he'll want to win. David Gray's a winner. You know, he won't care about what's going on at Celtic, what's going on in the other dressing room. He'll expect to go into that game and win it. Um, so, yeah, there'll be big pressure on him. He'll be putting pressure on himself. The the fans will be expecting. They want to see an attacking style. So, you know, hopefully he goes out there and, and he's able to pull it off. That's Hibs against Celtic in the League Cup final on Sunday. Hibs managerial situation, very interesting. What about tonight, though, Celtic fans? Rangers fans, what do you make of your team lineups? How are you feeling? I guess the league table would definitely suggest you should be confident ahead of games against Ross County and St Johnson, the bottom two, particularly that Celtic team with a lot of changes. What do you make of it? All of your thoughts, please get them in now. It's a good time to call and we could be speaking to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big nights in the top flight It's the top two against the bottom two Rangers have home comforts against St Johnston And uh, well The the opposite if you like Hugh Keevans yeah. uh, You don't get much further away in the top flight In fact you don't get further away than a trip Well, say, So lots to look forward to Ange likes adversity He's got it all going for him tonight He's at the Dingwall outpost uh, He's got personnel problems But as he said himself, he likes to be someone who fixes problems And he's picked a team that he believes will fix the problem of Ross County away Right, we've got a couple of calls lined up Let me give you tonight's teaser It's certainly it's a straightforward question I can't promise the answers are straightforward But it's a, it's a straightforward question However, it's one of those Alright, I'll read the question first Before I babble on too much longer Can you name seven players who in the Scottish... Premiership this season Have at least four assists 
So we're looking for seven players in the Scottish Premiership Who have at least four assists this season Now, here is my advice to you For the sanity of everyone With the nature of that question Let's try and not just rhyme off every player in the league <laughs> And mention 500 of them And hope that we eventually land on the seven Let's take a bit of time And let's see if we can We can minimise the wrong answers Okay Because uh-huh. this We'll get there in the end I think If we name every player in the league uh-huh. um, But who, who would your sort of Number one guess be Hugh? Tabernier Absolutely I think he's on ten already Which is just Talk about um, numbers As the, one of you said earlier on Marvin Turnbull No Wow Good Yo- start Yota Yes Okay well uh, Turnbull's got three So okay Jota well done We'll leave it there Because you're only Five away We're looking for the seven players In the top flight Who have at least four Assists This season Tavernier and Jota Two down five to get We'll get them um, Before the end of the show And if you like the sounds of that Or you think you can come up With something more difficult More adventurous Oh the number you need is Not the number The email address sorry Is fulltime At clyde One. Dot com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com uh, Stevie's on the line So here's what we'll do We'll play the thoughts of Ange Postacoglu To tee up Stevie Who's a Celtic fan Yeah I think they've improved a lot Since then I think Malcolm Mackay's done a, a super job with them I think probably When we played them I think most people Probably would have written them off For this year With the start to the season They had And probably you know, They had a lot of young players In the team When, when we played them So um, But they've They've improved Um and the results probably don't reflect their improvement because the games I've watched, um, they've been good value um, in terms of, as you said, it's always a good barometer how when the team score goals, the ones who are down the bottom, because most of the time, <clears throat> you know, teams will just fight for survival and, and try and get uh, wins, you know, with with minimum risk. But, you know, they've gone at games and, and credit to them and we expect a, a tough game, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be an open game, but... You know, I think they they'll be feeling pretty good about um, you know uh, taking their game to us, and we're not going to change our approach. So um, yeah, there could very well be goals. Stevie's a Celtic fan in Kilmacomb. What are you thinking ahead of this one tonight, Stevie? Good evening, guys. Thanks very much for taking my call. Firstly, I'm a first time caller. All right, what um, made you call tonight then? Just listening as I do very often about the. And I, I love the show. It's a particular point about the Celtic team selection tonight. Uh, with specific attention to Tom Rogic not playing, mm-hmm. who I know was injured, um, but has played the last couple of games. He, Ange Postecoglou knows him very well, obviously from the Australian uh, setup. But I just can't quite understand with Celtic's uh, deficiency, injuries up front, why Ange Postecoglou would not pick Tom Rogic, who could, you could argue is in the form of his career at uh, Celtic who, in a difficult away trip, with um, a hard game ahead, they would not pick a magician who potentially holds the key to unlock a, a difficult defence tonight. So that was my, my main point. certainly think it's a good question. Marvin, what would your answer be? I think it's a fitness issue. There's no way that if Tom Rogic is at 100%, um, you know, he, he sits on the bench today. I think the manager needs to freshen things up at time. I think, you know, Celtic can't probably afford to lose another player. Um, due to a fatigue issue um, going to you know the remaining games have in December, so I think Rogic just came out because he needs to freshen up, as I said there, and you know he's just not a hundred percent. As you said, you know if he needs to come off the bench for thirty minutes, then he'd be able to do so. Um, he's missed a couple of games through injury. Is he fully over that? We don't know. Sometimes players just say, "Listen, I can come back and play." 
I'll give you my utmost. But as a manager, you have to say to them, listen, you know, we've got a cup final coming on Sunday as well. We're going to have to rest you for that one. I, I can understand Stevie's uh, dismay. Stevie, like the rest of us, doesn't know exactly why Tom Rogic is on the bench. But Stevie's dismay will come from the fact that Rogic plays against Dundee United at Tadeus and scores an absolutely wonderful goal. Rogic plays against uh, Motherwell in the first game after Kyogo has to take his leave of us because of injury uh, and again scores a wonderful goal. But it's not just game management for Ange Postacoglu, it's tournament management. He's got an important league game to win tonight. He doesn't want to fall behind Rangers. They're four points behind already. He doesn't want to fall further behind. Mm. And also... He's got to go from there to a cup final. The chance to win his first trophy as a Celtic manager. I think it's about game management and tournament management. Stevie, is this because perhaps Celtic and Ange Postacoglu have been stung a couple of times already? Any team can get injuries. Every team gets injuries. But he, if you remember Tom Rogic's injury, he actually said afterwards... I wanted to rest him. You know, I almost I wished I had had the chance to rest him before now. I think the exact same with Carl Starfelt. Is that not valid to try and avoid a repeat of that? I think it's a very valid point. But for me, Tom Rogic at the moment is one of Celtic's key players. I get the bit about his fitness, but in talk terms of form, if uh, Postacoglu is going to take a potential risk on Kyogo for the cup final, possibly Forrest, possibly Johnson, then for me, and this may be controversial, I think the league game tonight is every bit as much, if not more important in the big picture for Celtic in terms of keeping in touch with Celtic. Sorry, Rangers get into a hard run of games. Rangers have got three home games in the league coming up. Celtic have three away games. The big old firm games coming up. I just feel tonight, put Rogic on the park if he's fit. If he's struggling, take him off. But at the same time, I think if your 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 players are fit enough to go on the bench, for me they're fit enough to go on the the the, the pitch. Is my point? It's not as if he lost to the team altogether, uh, Stevie. You know that if Celtic need him, mm. then I, I think yeah, I think that's Stevie's point because and I, you hear this a lot, don't you? Stevie's saying, "Well, just start them then, and if you need to take him off, yeah, but you that, might be you might be two goals ahead and not need him at all tonight. Uh, yeah, and, and then and then you're happy." Um, I, I get Stevie's point not wanting to fall more games behind but I think Sunday's more important because if, if Celtic lose today they've not lost the league if they lose on, on Sunday the cup's gone you know so for me it's, it's a 90 minute game do you Rogic think, is not fit it's, it's... do you think this is because you, and I appreciate we're getting way ahead of ourselves oh. and I know that this is the ultimate hypothetical and it might be the opposite is there a f- for fans like Stevie are we getting to that period where they think right, the, the injuries are tough if you drop points before the Rangers game and they keep winning and then Rangers were to win that, that, that then, I'm not saying the league's gone, but you know it would be a much, much more difficult asking. In fact, for some people, maybe, maybe it actually would be gone. I think, and I don't know whether Stevie agrees or disagrees, I think the majority of Celtic supporters would forfeit both cup competitions for the league title. Oh, and, I think, yeah, I think that's for and, sure. And therefore, tonight you can't guarantee that, I guess. No, no, no. But tonight is crucial. Uh, you can't have a scenario whereby, if Rangers go to Celtic Park on the second of January and win there, the league is to all intents and purposes over. The Celtic fans can't 
abide by that um, because on January 2nd uh, this year Rangers beat Celtic and the league was over no one no one came out and said that's it done but the league was effectively over on the 2nd of January 2021 so you can't have that replicated in January 2nd 2022 you get different types of players, I guess, though, Stevie, don't you? I noticed the captain, Cal McGregor, if he's fit, he plays. So, he, you know, he would fall into that bracket um, that, that you almost want Tom Rogic to be in. He's so important, Cal McGregor, and he just he pretty much plays more often than not, doesn't he? Absolutely. And if I could make my last point, that the, you, you've almost beat me to it. Cal McGregor, for many years, has been an absolute stalwart and, and reservedly um, took over the armband from uh, Scott Brown. Now, you talk about squad rotation. All makes almost makes a mockery, in my opinion, of the notion of squad rotation when players like Callum McGregor, Turnbull, maybe to a lesser degree, never miss games. And if I could just throw one last one in, uh, my other team's Liverpool, and my father was from Liverpool. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, I'll, I'll leave it at this: if you're fit and you're playing, you're in form. You play. Now Liverpool have got a massive squad with uh, players on the bench you can back in in the squad. Celtic don't have that luxury, but for me, at this moment in time, Hugh Keevan's hitting the nail on the head. The vast majority of Celtic fans aren't necessarily looking at the end of the season winning the League Cup. They want to be in a position come the new year to be fighting for the league, and that's my my end point. Your parting shot. It was nice to speak to you, Stevie. Will you give us a call back sometime? Will do. Good yeah. man, it was nice to speak to you, I suppose. And Marvin, you said that though you don't lose the league if, if, if it's... But maybe some people feel you do. You, you, know, you don't. And by the way, Ross County are 11th in the league. No disrespect to them. That Celtic team should beat Ross yeah. County. And by the simple? way, forget all that. I've found... Uh, th- this is what we need for this weekend. You are here, Mr Livingston, and I've noticed a tweet has just popped up. It says, due to isolation and prior commitments we're again sadly short on some match day volunteers <laughs> for Saturday's big game with Ross County if you could kindly spare some time to help um, from 1.30 until kick off please contact and it sends an email address I'll go down honestly <laughs> where the cardigan can you get him can you get him a gig oh 100% can you come imagine on, come on down Hugh what would that involve then because if it's just before the game Tidying up Picking up the litter no, I, don't I think know he'd what. be in a turnstile But Hugh's a legend of the game So he can come out And do the warm up Can you imagine I'll, I'll, I'll go and do the turnstile <laughs> Hugh you do the warm up Speak to the boys Take the defence well, And I'll see, do the turnstile Your manager is up Before the SFA Tomorrow if my memory Serves me correctly He might get uh, suspended So I, Marvin takes the team And, and you I, go into Marvin's shoes Correct And Dave you go to the turnstile Yeah Everyone's a winner <laughs> You're allowed to do that If you get a ban I think you are Working yeah, the yeah, turnstiles Yeah Put a wig on him He does everything else around there Does he not So this will be the only job he's not done Um, Right where are we Let's bring in Graham Who's a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight Graham How you doing Gordon Good thanks good How are you Good fine How you doing Alright Graham Graham are you still with us The line went a bit dodgy there Can you hear me Can you hear me Yes got you loud and clear now Take it away with your point um, it's just uh, I think you stole a bit of my thunder uh, If we get to the centre of January Rangers win The league's all but over That was my point I was thinking Even if, even if it stays the way it is now So if that goes to 7 points On, on the 2nd of January yeah, Definitely I, I, I wouldn't uh, write it off at 7 
But if it was any Can still play twice after that Yeah time. If it was any Higher than seven um, You have to be realistic And I know that Ange Postacoglu Will, will b- bring in players uh, In all probability The majority of them From Japan uh, And Celtic will strengthen But If And I, I, we're being Hypothetical here Of course we are But uh, since the caller on the line, uh, Graham has brought it up. I just think that Celtic and Rangers fans know instinctively when the horse has bolted. And on the 2nd of January this year, when Celtic lost to Ibrox and then went on the ill-fated trip to the Middle East, everyone knew in their heart of hearts the league was over. And it only went from bad to worse after that. And if Celtic... And again, I understand I'm speaking hypothetically, but if Celtic were to lose to Rangers on the 2nd of January and be double digits behind Rangers, you can't really tell the Celtic or Rangers supporters that it's okay, things will change. As you said, it's all very hypothetical, so let's not kind of keep dwelling on that. Let's try and stick to what we do know. Graham, do you feel like the do you feel like Rangers run of fixtures until then you know, allows for that? That sort of confidence that you're showing It's at home to St Johnson tonight At home to Dundee United Then at home to St Mirren Now there is the, the away game In Aberdeen directly before But that That Bundle of fixtures that we've had You know Hibs away Livy away Marvin's Livy away Hearts away They were supposed to be the tough ones If you like Now I know football doesn't always work like that But the, the list isn't looking On paper too daunting right now is it? Yeah well, well That was that, I was getting to that point there Until Mr Kevin's come in there with his wee tribute. Um, uh, the next three games, three games at home, must be nine points. Uh, Celtic's get three games away. They potentially could be lucky to still be on their tails by the time we get to the second of January, the way their injuries are. Because I don't think they're going to be playing the full teams every week. They'll be, they'll be looking at the second of January to try and to do as I mean it's fair I don't know what I I don't think anyone knows What impact injuries will have But Celtic are on a really good Domestic run You have to say Again I feel like I can't avoid you You know It's only Marvin's Livy That have a blot In the, the domestic copybook Since pff, Since Late September That draw against Dundee United so they, they are Results wise They're flying domestically as well Marvin Yeah but, I find it strange Regardless of the point difference Even if it's a double digits After 22 games of the season We're writing teams off Which will where we'll be in you know second of January, and they still have to play each other twice. Um, listen, I, I just I just don't get it. Um, listen, they need to win their games. Obviously, going through to January, both teams want to do so, and they play each other on the second. A massive, massive game. But regardless of what happens between now and then, unless you know Celtic fall off a cliff and they lose all the games between now and then, and Rangers win all of theirs, then maybe just maybe. But I just I just can't see it. I just don't think we'll get to the 2nd of January and we'll be able yeah. to say, right, that's the league done. Uh, thank you, Graham. We'll take one more guess from you each. Can you name seven players in the top flight who have at least four assists this season? You've got Tavernier and Jota. Marvin? Martin Boyle? Martin Boyle, no. I think what? he must be close, but he's not got four or more. He's not got four assists? No. I mean you're going to fall out in the garden. I'm actually going to look this I don't up. fancy my chances, I must admit. <laughs> Barry McCallum, go on, give us a stewards inquiry on Martin Boyle. He's just shaking his head. I don't know what that means. Um, Barry McKay is not on the list either. Stephen O'Donnell? No. Mm. Scotty Allen? 
No. Martin Bull's been useless. Zero assists, seven goals. What kind of player there we is go. that? So we're not going to follow. We'll only no, follow we if you keep asking daft questions. Okay. Aribo? No, he's not yeah, on it either. Done, right? I'll give you some game. thinking time yeah, because I want to speak to you about this before we go any further. Cash for Kids, Mission Christmas. There is still time. You're running out of it, of course, but there is still time uh, to donate to Cash for Kids, Mission Christmas appeal as we get closer to the big day. The time is obviously running out for you to make a difference to the families. That's the, the main aim here, to make a difference to those families on our doorstep who due to the pandemic, they, they maybe were just about getting by before and now with everything that's going on, they're tipped further into poverty or maybe even at crisis points. So to help make a difference this year, to support Cash for Kids Mission Christmas would mean the world to them and to us to know that we played a, a small part to hear exactly why your donations are so important Let's hear a bit from Joan. Now, Joan works for North United Communities, telling us about one of the scenarios they've found across Glasgow and the West. Inadvertently, we've come across a family and there's been nothing in the house. A tub with the scrapings of margarine and the children for three days haven't eaten and we've been out shopping for them. And from there on in, that family have flourished. They come to all our activities, they come to all our groups, come to everything. That's the level we're talking at, folks. So we're not talking about making Christmas this magical day. We're just trying to make it a little bit different for thousands of children across Glasgow in the West. And we guarantee you every single penny raised goes straight back to support those families who are most in need. It makes such a difference. So to find all the details, go to Clyde1.com forward slash mission. That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Fabrication and Construction. The kickoffs in the two big games are next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are underway in the two big games in Scotland this evening Rangers St Johnston and Ross County Celtic So we'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens in the opening stages Before we leave you uh, for the evening Do you know what though? I'm going to break away from the football for a second Because I, I said before the break some things are more important I read you a little bit about Cash for Kids and tried to, to get some support And I actually got an amazing message that I forgot about And I, I remembered it over the break And I wanted to read it out What I won't do is attach the name In case this person wants to remain anonymous And if they don't Then they can get back in touch And I'll happily give them uh, all the credit in the world to you I got a message mm-hmm. and it says um, Hope you don't mind me messaging It's from someone who calls in And he said Your show the other Saturday When we had the auction It really moved me As someone who knows the realities of poverty And having lived in it for many years I wanted to do something so we got together with some people Again I won't give too many details Just in case I uh, wanted to keep it anonymous um, We did a quick fundraiser And in three days We raised £340 For Cash for Kids And as I say Just because of the show I just thought I'd message you Because the money was sent over today um, This person And some other people He says Worked very hard on it So thanks for opening our eyes A bit more to the charity And the work that you do Hope you and your family Lovely Christmas etc Take care So, so that was amazing Wonderful That's all that this radio station can do Open your eyes to what's going on here And you've read the stats out Gordon Often enough And followed the reading of the stats By using words like Incredible, disgraceful um, And it's perfectly true But all we can do then Having opened your eyes Is to throw ourselves at your mercy And ask for your generosity And in my time here The audience have never Failed to respond to that request That's all well and good Let me get back to slaughtering you two For being hopeless <laughs> yeah. at the full time teaser um, Wait a minute, I've got two right Big yeah. Bartley there is coming up <laughs> Look how brave he is Because he's in a different studio tonight He's, uh, he's out with kicking hedges. distance 
I can't even see the television behind him to see how the match is going. <laughs> St Johnson are four up. <laughs> we missed it. Um, yeah, can you name seven players in the Premiership who've got at least four assists this season? Tavernier and Jota. Marvin's been hopeless so far. Ryan Hedges. Yes, Ryan ah. Hedges. Well done, Hugh. Paul McGowan. No. Charlie Paul Adam. McMullen. Paul McMullen. Not content with the scoring spectacular own goals. Paul McMullen has got six assists this season. Wow That's a spectacular And a wonderful diving header last night <laughs> So fair play to him You've got four down three to get um, Anything doing at Ibrooks Marvin Or are you too busy on the, the teaser? No, no Not a lot's going on in that game Kind of like in my head When it comes to answering this teaser um, it's, it's early days Only three minutes gone St Johnson trying to get in behind But Bassey's just dealing with it quite well And you know, Rangers have kept a lot of possession As yeah. expected St Johnson Would we And it's very early It's three minutes But I'm just looking at their Press at the moment Is that a bit higher Than you thought it might be A lot higher um, I, th- I expected them As we said earlier To just sit in But it seems like They're they're playing a lot higher And yeah It looks like they could be Going for the game Fair play to Callum Interesting Hugh Because again We always do Oh no it'll be 11 men Behind the ball And um, oh. there'll be no space In behind for Sakala One, two, three, four, five. There are six St Johnston players Within 35 yards Of Rangers goal And Rangers have the ball Yeah Interesting um, Well you know Callum is not a man Naturally given to being ultra defensive uh, As I say The season for a variety of reasons uh, Has Run away from him so far uh, But he's obviously Intent on trying to Show a bit of steel Against Rangers tonight What do you make of that as a I mean again We're judging it in the first Sort of four minutes Marvin um, I mean it certainly goes down as As being Brave But It, it, it sometimes obviously can backfire yeah, it's definitely, definitely brave. Um, but maybe you're thinking we just, we just need to get a goal because it's very difficult in games, you know, to hang on for 90 minutes and yeah. hope you don't don't concede. Maybe he's saying, you know what, let's go and press them and try and catch Rangers by surprise. Um, you know, that clearly it's like a tactic he is trying and, you know, if they can get a goal, I, I then imagine that they will sit in, but it is brave. But, you know, if it's 4 at the end of the game, then some people will say yeah, it's not silly. So brave. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. listen, nothing doing in the opening four minutes or so in front of goal. I think the same... Um, can be said yeah. I think um, Corner kicked to Ross County A couple of moments ago Hongbo Who's done well Recently he was down the right Gets to the byline The cutback cleared away For a corner He's a he's a brilliant player He really really is Come on loan from Watford And he's done so well So well for Ross County Hopefully Watford Pull him back in January Because they're down there With us again But no he's been fantastic For them And you know him And uh, you've got Cook On the other side as well Plenty of pace I feel like we hear managers saying all the time Ah they're better than their league position suggests I wonder if Ross County are actually a really good example of that I, Not everyone gets the chance to to see teams live But I feel like anyone who does see Ross County Always comes back and says They're actually decent They're not. They're nowhere near as bad well, as, as mean, the results suggest They're coached by one of the very best coaches in this country uh, And after the first 10 games of the season You thought oh dear Malky's bitten off more than he can chew here But uh, since then, uh, as Marvin has pointed out, you know that they've, they've improved. Um, Ange Postecoglou has acknowledged that they have improved since uh, Celtic took three off them the first time, uh, and that psychologically it was important to get off the bottom of the table. Uh, so, you know, he's in a part of the world where people tend not to pay too much attention to what's going on, but uh, bit by bit, inch by inch. But getting a little bit better all the time. Yeah, I think defensively has been their problem. I think if you look at their their kind of score, and they've got twenty two goals in sixteen games, which is better than Motherwell. Um, you know, better than Dundee United. 
Um, so, you know, they're at one goal behind Aberdeen. So clearly defensively... Yeah, it's better than everyone else in the bottom yeah, six, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well? exactly. And some of the top six teams. So, you know, it's, it's, it's defending. You know, that's been their problem. Uh, going forward, they've got no problems at all. So if they can shore it up at the back, then you see them climb the league. Uh, still goalless then, but actually Ross County dominating a bit of the ball early on. Um, in Dingwall, which you might not expect... Rangers have possession But again worth reiterating St Johnson Not that complete backs to the wall job yet It may well descend into that um, But you can see the likes of Ali Crawford And uh, a couple of others up there Quite high up Yeah they're a lot higher A lot higher And they're trying to keep Rangers down one side So once it does go to one of the centre halves Whether that's Goldson or, or Bassey They're trying to press and keep them going down one side And like you said Crawford's playing out on the right hand side A position that he's probably not the most comfortable in um, but again, a player if you can get the ball into him, then then he'll create stuff. But now they're doing they're doing well at the moment. St Johnson, you've got Halloran as well working hard. Mm. But here, Kamara steps forward with the ball. Come on, then let's round off this teaser. Can you name seven players in the Scottish top flight who have at least four assists this season? As Ryan Kent almost puts Rangers in front, good save though. Uh, Xander Clark, you've got Tavernier, Jota, uh, Hedges, and McMullen. Three to get. Abada. Nope. <sighs> Come on, Hugh, you're better than this. Tommy Rogge for him. There is a Motherwell one You said Stephen O'Donnell But it's not him I think a couple of good crosses Particularly against Aberdeen Wow Testing Left foot He's got a set piece delivery as well Used to play for St Johnson And Rangers actually So that's his This is the The derby for this man <laughs> Put you out your misery Sean Goss Oh Oh wow Okay um, What about Celtic Maybe one that you wouldn't have predicted At the start of the season Hugh Um Greg Taylor oh. um, Other side um, His position Ralston Ralston Oh yeah Okay uh, Fair play to the young man Young Aberdeen Player Ramsey Yes Calvin Ramsey And that's you That's your seven I mean I that had to help easy. you Most of them but No anyway. you didn't Hugh well uh, done pal Goalless yeah, Well done to you Marv In the two games Whatever happens It promises to be A big and important night So we will look back on it All tomorrow Uh, at six o'clock so make sure you join us then and in the meantime Callum Gallagher's up next